This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. Today, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Nancy and Andres. We've got a fun show, as always, planned for you. Not a ton to talk about, but we're going to be delving deep into the things we are going to talk about. One thing in particular, which we all know that we're going to be talking big spoilers, big in-depth discussion about. But, you know, we're going to be talking about a fun new trailer first, and that is the new trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, an animated film, a new animated film that is coming out, I believe, in August. Um, let's talk about it. What do we think about this trailer, especially in comparison to the first trailer that came out a little while back? Let's start with Nancy on this one. It looks fine. <laughs> it wow, just... starting strong. <laughs> I mean, wow. it, it's, yeah, fine. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. I know Andres it's is... Fine. Super hyped for this, and we kind of vetoed it last time. But I don't know. I, I as much as I love the Ninja Turtles, sorry, this, Nancy, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, as much as I love the Ninja Turtles, this just very much seems like a kids' movie, which you know can still be fun, but it's just not really high on my radar to see. I think, especially after seeing um, the Spider-Man movie, you know, in comparison with animation and all of that i just feel like you know i I, that's the best as i can sum it up is that it just really does feel like just a kid's movie and not really something i'm too excited to see Hell's Angels are back. That freaking biker gang, man. I know. (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's like they're always, they like know when we're recording. They're like, we got to go, boys. Let's roll. (laughs) I wish that was it. My God. They're always by my window. It's the most annoying shit ever. I feel like there are two guarantees when we record an episode. One, there's going to be a point where you and Andres play too nice where you don't know, should I wait for the other person to talk and give them the space to talk? And there's an awkward silence. And we will also hear a biker gang in the background of Nancy. Video. Yep. <laughs> Those are the two uh, guarantees. <laughs> welcome to my life when I'm trying to sleep. But yeah. oh, sleep. No, I can only know that sucks. I'm sorry. Condolences. But anyway, Andres. <laughs> what, what, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, so I really enjoyed the previous trailer as more of a this is sort of the vibe that we're going for, where it's like for the first time we actually get the TMNT as kids. They're teenagers. And it really does seem that way. And I think that's a very interesting take on the material. And then also with this being solely a movie about them against the mutants as opposed to them against Shredder, I mm-hmm. think is a first, I think is a great first step for the franchise. But what got me really hyped about this movie more than anything else was the art style. I mean, granted, there's some folks are like, oh, it's trying to copy what Into the Spider-Verse did and stuff like that. It's like, no, it's it's kind of... It's it's different in its own way, and honestly, whenever after the original trilogy of movies in the '90s, I feel that the best one that we've gotten in the in the aughts was the TMNT movie that came out in 2007, and I thought they really were creative in that facet with the animation and with just what kind of story they were telling, and I thought. If we were going to get a sequel of that, I think we could have gotten something really, really great as well. Granted, the Bay movies were kind of just shell, no pun intended, shells of their former <laughs> selves. Right. <laughs> but, um, but honestly, yeah, no, with this movie, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to, what they're going to do with it. 
And Paramount is really happy with it. They It was supposed to come out in mid-August, and then they bumped it up to August 2nd. So you know they're they're probably they're proud of this, and they want to put it out early. So, yeah, I, I have a good feeling about this one. I'm excited. Okay, see, I was in the opposite boat with the first trailer. The first trailer made me not want to see it at all, frankly. I watched it, I was like, ugh, this looks so lame. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like, it, it looked, like, really cheesy, and it looked way too kitty for me. Like, it just looked like the humor was very, like low brow and it just didn't seem like it was going to be that much fun it just looked like a hard pass but this trailer i will say looks makes it look a lot better where like i mean i like the animation style it's definitely influenced by spider-verse but not exactly like a carbon copy but definitely influenced by it which i like because frankly the other animated movies we've got when with the uh you know teenage mutant ninja turtles i feel like i wasn't in love with that kind of animation so this looks a lot cooler and i like the look of the movie and also we kind of get more of the story here more of the family dynamic between all the turtles which i really like some of the jokes actually did land for me and then but i am also getting sick of this whole like well you know humans don't accept us so we're gonna make them all like us i'm like <laughs> I, I hate that fucking plot line it's just we use it in so many movies like i feel like just like especially since i just rewatched like the uh andrew garfield amazing spider-man yes! where he wanted where he wanted to turn everyone into fucking lizards so i was like we're yes. really doing this again <laughs> it's yes. like we're gonna turn everyone into turtles or mutants like what are we doing <laughs> it's just like no, i'm so sick of this plot <laughs> no it's it's funny that you bring that up because one of my one of the funniest memories I have of seeing a movie in a theater is watching opening day of um, Amazing Spider-Man one, and I'm all the way over in Connecticut in the South Side, and then literally when the when the laser is like, I'm gonna kill them all, Peter. I'm gonna make them like me. Someone in the front seat yells, "Man, nobody want to look like you." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, that's, that, that's great. Oh, my God. I think they even made a joke about that in No Way Home where, like... <laughs> <laughs> where it's like didn't you like didn't you want to turn everyone into lizards yeah yes. <laughs> so there's, there's something like that it's so great um but yeah i mean i do think it's a much better trailer i think it could be fun um it's definitely worth a look i think i mean i always love the teenage mutant ninja turtles i mean i love those 90s movies they're such nostalgic fun for me um so i'm interested to see what you know they all do here and it looks like it could be a good time but yeah i don't know i'm not like overly excited about it but i'm definitely more interested in it now than i was after that first trailer so yeah there you go yeah let's get that out of the way let's clear that off the table because look we need to talk <laughs> we need to talk about the big movie release this week a movie i've been dying to talk to you guys about especially spoiler heavy talk about it and that if my mug didn't give that right away is <laughs> spider-man across the spider-verse i almost said into the spider-verse hence the lag <laughs> <laughs> across the Spider-Verse. Um, the new sequel, the new animated sequel that's been highly anticipated, especially by... This is my most anticipated movie of the year, by far and away. I could not wait for this movie, especially because I consider the first one to be my favorite Spider-Man film, period. I just think it's fantastic and the best just iteration of that world and the characters. It's so, so good. So I had a lot of high expectations going into the sequel. I'm sure you both did because I'm pretty positive you both really enjoyed that first film. Um, but what did we think about the sequel? We'll talk generally a little bit, but then we'll, you know, deep dive into spoiler so obviously if you have not seen the movie yet and you're listening to this or watching this definitely go see it first then come on back and listen to our spoiler talk here so let's get started people let's talk you know let's talk spider-verse andres what, what are we feeling all right the original trailers for this i was cautiously excited for it because all they kept pushing in the trailers was the multiverse the multiverse the multiverse aspect and with how many characters they were throwing into it and stuff like that, I was super concerned. And 
I went to go see this and man, my expectations were completely surpassed in every way, shape or form. I didn't think they could produce a movie that was better than the original and that had more heart than the original. And it's like, there's not many movies I will throw this out for, but it is literally a work of art. Every single frame of this movie is a painting in itself. And this is not hyperbole. This, like, literally, you could probably just take the Blu-ray of this and just frame every single image. Nancy, what and- are you eating? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're <laughs> waxing. Andres is waxing poetic, and I'm so sorry to cut you off, but she keeps putting something in her mouth. And it's like I keep seeing it in the corner of my eye, and I don't know what it is. I'm sorry, Andres. It's just like... Just, she kept I was trying, trying to... I was trying she to kept laugh trying- at myself because I was like... <laughs> She kept trying to like sneak it too, which made it like more noticeable. So I was like, I'm like, I don't want to interrupt him, but at the same time, like, I gotta address it. I'm so hungry. I didn't eat lunch. What? What? What is it? Goldfish. Goldfish. Oh, oh, the snack that smiles back. Yeah. <laughs> she was so pulling good. a Drax on us. She was oh, like, like I'm, I'm being so sorry. Very, very but at least now, now that question has been answered in my mind. We now can, I can we eat can pro- them. We can proceed now. Now I can eat them without sneaking. All right, Andres, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, as yeah, you were, right as you were, as you yeah, were. Yeah, no. So, so uh, again, talking about the heart of the film, there's so much heart to this. Like, in terms of not only getting us to care about Miles, even more so than we did in the original, and just his whole plight and, ho- and what this job of superheroing is 24-7, and the toll that it takes on you, and even with the fact that he's a kid, and he's also a kid of two different descents as well too and you've also got the school that's telling them to do one thing and you also got the spider-man basically telling them you like you you were never meant to be one of us which again it's such a it's such a such a powerful morality tale around the whole thing and you could do it we could literally spend two episodes just talking about this movie and how deep it is and it is again i'm just gonna say hyperbole it, for all intents and purposes, it is a masterpiece. There is one knock I have against it. And that one knock is maybe the one thing that put it down from like a 10 to it being like a 9.5 in, in my scale. But overall, it is a fantastic movie. See it on the biggest screen possible. And God, go go run out and go see this movie. I fucking loved it. Were you going to okay. say what knocked it down for I you? He, or I that think he wants spoiler? to wait. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like a very <laughs> Even though you already kind of spoiled something by saying you were never supposed to be one of us. <laughs> I know. <That> was <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess, I guess we're talking spoilers. <laughs> well, 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 that's in the trailer. Is it? Is it? Yeah, that's in, that's I, in I the second trailer. I don't remember that being in the trailers. Yeah, that, that's, in, that's in the second trailer with Miguel O'Hara. That's why I was like, oh, well, like... Anyway, second trailer, Spider-Man and the Spider-Man. It was the trailer that came out right when the tickets wall went up. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right. All right. Here we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. All right Nancy. check you later. Yeah. Go all right, ahead. Nancy. Put the goldfish down and let us know, <laughs> let us know what you think about this movie. I love my goldfish. Um, I know, they're very addicting. You can't just have one. They are, no. Really Not a sponsor. It's like all chips. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. In another universe, they're a sponsor. 100%. Exactly. Um, no, I really like this movie. I don't think I was highly anticipating it like everyone else was, even though I did really enjoy the first movie. Um, I agree with Andres. This was really 
a beautiful film. I think they did such a great job with the animation. I think more than just doing a great job with the animation, they took advantage and really excelled in the medium that they were using. Because I feel like if you're... And I, I think that's why I'm not as excited about the Ninja Turtle movie, because I feel like when you're doing animation, what they did was that they made it art and they, you know, really push the boundaries of like what it looks like for a movie because if you're going to do an animated movie you might as well use that to your advantage and make it look nice as opposed to this is just another movie in animation like you might as well do a live action that if you're going to do that so I really appreciate it um what it looked like the story was really uh, done well I would say I think for me the more exciting part was like seeing all the different Spider-Man and the different like versions and all that stuff but it was very entertaining um, I will say two qualms I have with it is that uh, it did feel a little bit long for me and then the other thing was I was having a hard time understanding some of the characters and yeah, so that's been, that's been a big uh, subject of controversy that the directors have actually mm-hmm. confronted and talked about because so, I thought I was having the same issue too especially with like the opening scene I could not I hear Gwen at all yeah I did too I, I, and, and that's honestly I, these directors they I mean any creative don't try to reinvent the wheel of what's going on in the movie theaters with your sound. All right. Like with the, with the screens, you can do whatever you can. Sound is probably one of the things that you cannot nail with every single theater. So if you have a theater that has a very particular mix, there's no guarantee that a projection is going to follow that to the T I'm sorry, but not every single theater has like, a 17 Wolfer uh, setup or whatever it is. You have to make something that's compatible for all theaters. Then when you get to the home release, then you can do whatever bullshit you want to do where it's like, oh, we'll have to push the medium <laughs> of this. whatever bullshit you want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I mean, because it's Don't one of those things really where, 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 where I'm, I'm, I'm sick of like, you know, again, like the filmmakers like Nolan and the filmmakers, and in particular with this as well, I hated the original Spider-Verse movie originally because I couldn't hear a single word. I was there opening weekend in an IMAX theater. I could hear a cough on the other end of the theater more loudly than I could hear the actual movie itself. And I literally remember coming out of it and being like, I couldn't understand a single word. It was beautiful, but I didn't care about anything that was going on. And then I went to go see a regular showing of it almost two weeks later. And then I was like, oh, this is great. This is absolutely great. And and that's one of those things where people underestimate exactly the role that sound plays in the theatrical experience. Don't try changing the wheel try making something that works and something that is compatible with all movie theaters. And if you're having this big of a problem, don't do it next time. Yeah. I just, I mean, they even admitted that they favored the music. I'm like, no, always put dialogue (laughs) first. Like I want to hear the characters. I want to understand that. Like, especially in that prologue, which is very Gwen heavy and we're learning all this new information about her that we want to learn. It's like, I could barely hear what she was saying. I just thought, okay, maybe my theater's just got a shitty sound system and, you know, uh, it's just a bad night or something like that or a bad theater. But then the fact that 
everyone else was kind of experiencing the same thing. I was like, why would you do that? It's just like, no, they want to hear what the movie, like, they want to hear what people are saying. I mean, luckily, the rest of the movie, I didn't have as hard of a time, but like, especially when you're starting off that way, it was just very like disconcerting and it was, it was mm-hmm. a little annoying, but uh, I, I was able like- to get over that pretty fast thankfully i feel like i still had a hard time with some of the characters like hobie i had a hard time understanding um and that there's a lot of times where it did it almost sounded like they did have their like mask on where it's like the volume i could hear it was fine it's just like something something tells me that like when it's like on digital or home release i feel like it's gonna sound a lot better i just have a feeling because because like i you know watched you know the uh the first film at home and it sounds fine sounds great Mm -hmm. Yeah, so well, I'm and hoping also, that's resolved. <laughs> and also captions, <laughs> so that would be nice. I refuse to watch movies with captions. Fuck oh, that. Oh, I cannot watch. Movies I can't do it. It's too captions. distracting. Oh, I, I yeah, can't. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. I cannot do it without captions. I need to like, yeah. I I miss. I feel like I miss more for some reason when I don't have captions on. Right. It's the weirdest to each thing. Each their own. Yeah. <laughs> which it, which kind of also leads into my. Um, other problem with the movie was there were some times where it was almost like sensory overload and I I feel like they probably <laughs> just like what's going on in the background right now yes <laughs> oh my like god drag ah! racing uh oh Jessica Drew's um, coming down <laughs> but um, don't you talk shit about my movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh, it was a little bit of sensory overload I almost feel like they should have like a flashing lights warning or something because when even okay. me I was like okay I'm getting a little bit of a headache now <laughs> with all the like flashing lights and like yeah so that aspect of it it was just a little too much for me and some scenes so a little warning would have been nice okay that's all. all right um and then i mean as, as for me like i'm very much in line with andre i mean i loved this movie tremendously i just i really went in with such sky high expectations i really didn't think it could possibly even meet them let alone surpass them but somehow some way it's just it's bigger it's bolder it's wilder it's more heartfelt it's i think even funnier than the first film i think it's a better multiverse film than no way home and multiverse of madness combined like the way it makes everything feel so connected and you know woven together feels so fantastic and yes i said woven purposefully thank you um but uh i i loved the character work especially with gwen i didn't expect to have such a focus on her and i loved learning more about her and her relationship with her father uh, i loved seeing miles story get expanded and you know him kind of evolving as a person and also kind of learning more and more what it's like to be spider-man and the downfalls of that and kind of the tragedy that you have to experience in order to become the best version of this hero that you can be and how a lot of this these other spider-men have had to experience very similar things and how it's actually been necessary that was very interesting to explore and visually I, I mean, it might sound like hyperbole, but I legitimately think this might be the most beautiful looking animated movie I've ever seen in my life. It's just like, I mean, Nancy said, like, it's sensory overload. But for me, I see that as like the best way possible in, in terms of sensory overload, where it's just like every frame is so gorgeous. And what I love about the first film, what I love about this movie is that there's so much value in repeat viewings where you catch so many different little things, little jokes, little visual gags, or little great artistic flourishes on every secondary viewing. And I feel like this movie is going to have that even more so, where it's just there's so much going on. There's so many vibrant colors and interesting and creative things being done that it just makes you smile. It just makes you giddy. It made me feel like a little kid. I mean, there's so many great little touches in this movie and it's just jaw-droppingly beautiful. I must have audibly said Jesus or wow like at least 10 times throughout the course of the movie because it's just like you wonder how in the world they made a movie this freaking gorgeous I mean 
I enjoyed it from start to finish. I mean, it was the one of one of the few part ones where it leaves you on a cliffhanger, but I wasn't upset about it. It was actually more exciting because I felt like the movie was self-contained enough where it followed through on these arcs in a way that felt like they were completed, but also could be continued in a third film where it didn't feel like part one of a part two. It felt like its own movie, and that's why I feel like the part one of it all didn't bother me. It actually excited me more. So I really enjoyed this movie. It's my favorite movie of the year by far and away. So, so good. Unbelievably good sequel. But let's talk spoilers, people. What are some of our favorite bits? Or, you know, what are some of the things that were really pleasant surprises? Let's talk about it. Really quick, though. Did you guys know it was going to be a two-parter? Yeah. yeah. I, did, I, I did it again. I didn't know. I keep going into these movies <laughs> oh, not no. knowing. I'm like, what, we, what the hell? We, we, we had spoken about it on a previous episode. Yeah, pretty sure. We're, 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 my we're, memory's that good? Oh. <laughs> Sorry that we assume that you hear the things we say. Yes. Hear them, yes. My bad. Remember, remember them a year later? No. I, don't I feel like between the three of us and like, you know, uh, Jindoyan and Khan and Craig, I feel like you must have heard this in passing at least a few times. Nah. I'm going to say nah. All right. Craig, Khan, Jindoyan, you let us know if we've brought this up because I want to know how bad her memory is. <laughs> I mean, my memory is pretty bad. All right. Yeah, no. But, but, in ter- but in terms of something that was really good in the movie... I thought the relationship between Miles and his mother was pitch perfect. That sequence in particular had like just that whole sequence that they have after the dinner party and all the other stuff on the roof. By the way, the the cake reveal. I'm not proud. Yeah, I, I so died funny. laughing so hard. It's again, Miles Morales is having his own little Peter Parker luck syndrome. I mean, yep. Peter Parker luck for everybody that doesn't know is like literally anything bad that can happen will happen. Yeah, and it's that's basically one of the, the reasons. Murphy's law of comic book characters. Exactly. <laughs> like, like anything that could possibly happen will definitely happen negative or otherwise. And then it's just so perfectly translated into Miles' story. But the the moments that he had with his mother, um, where it's just basically just like, you know, just like no one knows exactly who they are right off the bat. You just have to find your way into it and you have to find yourself. I thought that was such a beautiful, just heartfelt moment in the entire film. And for a character that we really didn't get that much of that with in the original, we, we got a hint of it, but this one, they really allowed her character to really flourish and to really mm-hmm. have that emotional core where when in the finale, when he just goes, mom, I have to tell you something. I'm Spider-Man. He's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. That was such that... a great little swerve. That was such a great little swerve. And the movie got, because literally I was like, because they already had mentioned that like, okay, he wasn't meant to be bitten, that the spider was from a different uh, universe. So I didn't even think in my mind, oh yeah, that makes sense why she wouldn't think that. And this, you know, it was, I was just so invested. I was like, oh, he's going to finally reveal it. And then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. no. He's in the so wrong good. universe. That yeah. that is that is a twist for you right there. That's, that, that so is a good. great twist. So good. And they even set it up with that machine that like analyzes your DNA and sends you right to the like right universe. And even then I was like, didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love also how she's like, oh, is it like when you dress up uh, for like uh, Comics Con or something? He's like, I don't yeah, know no. what that is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I was surprised too, but. Craig told me later, he's like, oh, yeah, on the screen, you can see it says, like, Earth, whatever number it is. He's like, so that's how he knew that he he, he was going back to that. Of course he did. Uh, Of course he did. (laughs) My eyes can't 
just can't catch it. That was the other thing too, the little like things on the screen. I like, they were up there so quickly. I was trying to read them, <laughs> but I was like, oh my gosh. Like I wish they, I wish they would just like, kept it up a little bit longer so I could actually yeah. like read what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I, I did like that flourish though because that is exactly what happens in the comics where like if a character appears and it's just like, oh, we meet again, Spider-Man. And then there's a little thing where it's like uh, a little blurb. They were introduced in Amazing Fantasy number one and they are brothers. Boom. That's it. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. And I wish I would have been able to read all of them. <laughs> so I knew exactly who they were. But there you go. I think the scene that stands out for me visually is with um, Gwen and her dad when she comes back home. And mm-hmm. you can see the walls. It's almost like uh, water oh, so- paint. Where the yeah. rain, it's so outside, cool. but the walls kind of start so like dripping. Fucking cool. Anytime yeah. they talked, it looked so cool. Yeah. Well, so that that's... particular scene was, I think, was my favorite uh, in terms of like visually. Well, well, in terms of that visually as well, too, if you read the original run of the Gwen Stacy comic books, when she's Spider Gwen, it looks like a wash painting. It, they captured that to a T. And then when she transfers over into Miles' world or into the world of Miguel O'Hara, they completely change up her style and it looks fantastic. It's one of yeah. those things where it's like you can only do this with a lot with a with an animated film and to push it as far as they did. I'm shocked this movie even got finished. I mean, <laughs> it was it was re- like literally they were talking and look I was literally every time the like the shot would change like the background would be different about like, Jesus. <laughs> Which is like I was like, "Oh my god, this looks inc-. like I'm just like, how did they do this?" It's like this looks mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <We're all> excited. <laughs> nice. This is where you come in, Nancy. Yeah, this is where you come in and direct us. Um, but what did, what did we think of the villain, the Spot? I don't you know, know why I like forgot about the Spot for a second, even though he's like the. Well, main the movie kind of forgets about him for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I that's think, why. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Well, the thing is with a character like the Spot. Um. Right off the bat, when they intru- when they introduced the idea of what he could be as a villain, like in all the trailers previously, it was like, that's a pretty interesting character in terms of the fact that his entire body in every single spot is a multiverse in itself. I was like, so cool. okay, this that that actually kind of really kind of really does fit into the theme of what this film is and what the end of the Spider-Verse movie was. But I don't think we've gotten a chance to truly see how menacing he could oh, definitely be. Well, they and definitely ex- set that up. Yeah, they definitely set that up. Yeah. And definitely exploiting those powers for sure. I mean, there's even there's even the arcs in the comic where like all of a sudden, like, you know, the spot literally he, again, Miles treats him as a villain of the week. He's like, oh, you know, you're, you're not really all that concerning for us and all sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like you realize he could literally chop you in half if he if he was so inclined to do so. And some of the comics really do bring out that darker aspect. We didn't get that aspect of it until the very end. And I think that's a great way to leave it for now. Yeah, he's definitely kind of like, you know, gotten to full power, basically, where it looks like where he's going to be super menacing in the in the third part, which I'm very, very excited for. But I love the fact that they made him the guy who got hit with the bagel in the first film. I was like, what a way to tie him in. Amazing. (laughs) The guy who got hit with the bagel in the first film. And then the one thing that I do love about every single Spider-Man villain, and this is a key with every single Spider-Man villain in order to make it feel like a Spider-Man villain for me is the fact that 
every single villain has to have a complicated relationship with Peter or with Miles. So just the very fact that Miles' very existence as a Spider-Man is the is the inciting incident for the spot being who he is, where it's like, yeah, I was there when the collider blew up and and no one saw me and I got indonated with all these with all these multiversal planes and you're the reason why I am what I am. And for Miles to sort of be just very like, oh, um, yeah, uh, all right. Like, 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 like he almost just doesn't take him seriously until the very end. And then you're just like, yeah, it's it's again the complicated relationship between the villains and Spider-Man and in terms of just the small little butterfly effect of an action that can really affect another person later on that to me is a really key part of Spider-Man and who he is because you have to make the the villains personal to Peter or to Miles or to Gwen for that matter well, and yeah, I like that and, you see the yeah, progression. Yep. Uh, you see the progression of him kind of, because he, he really is kind of like a silly character in the beginning. And yep. you see that progression from being kind of like a goofy, silly villain to a more serious villain. And I love the uh, inversion where he's like basically more spot than not, I guess you could say, yeah. where he was like white with black spots. And now, like, now that he's went into the thing, you know, the animation for him is different. So I really like that. I will say, uh, Craig pointed out to me when we were watching it that it was Jason Schwartzman, and so like yeah. after that, I couldn't unthink of Gideon from Scott yes. Pilgrim the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought the entire time. I was like, oh, all right, he's channeling Gideon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It kind of seems like he's only got one voice, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's his villain voice. <laughs> no, that's just his regular voice. That's that's just yeah. the same voice. They well. Until the end, where he just dials it down. He's like, yeah. I'm going to make you lose everything. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, all, like, right, go. all right. All right. Wait, did your theater great. also lose it when he was kind of popping into different universes and then he popped into the Venom universe? Yes. Yeah. Mrs. That Chad. was sick. That was <laughs> sick. And she was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's yeah. like, you seem awfully calm about all this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, listen, I deal with an alien that eats heads. All right. Th- this is fine. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, I, really I just like love the way the movie did the whole multiverse stuff. Like, like, especially like connecting it to like the Toby and Andrew stuff. Like when Miguel O'Hara is saying like, you know, losing Uncle Ben or losing the captains. Like it's all part of our origin stories and how we become better Spider-Men. And just like seeing how they honor those Spider-Men and connect it all. It's like, it just feels like so beautifully interwoven where I was like that's how you do a multiverse movie that's how you make everything feel connected and you like maximize that potential I was like where was this in No Way Home where was this in Multiverse of Madness this is so much better I think I think No Way Home did a did a much better job of it than Multiverse of Madness Definitely. for sure yeah. Multiverse of Madness Sora almost had that kind of be like they, they didn't know exactly where they wanted to go with that aspect whereas like did we want to necessarily play these characters off against this universe or did we just want to sort of pop them in in the background whereas with this the multiverse aspect of it feels very intertwined but it almost feels very secondary to Mm -hmm. what miles's arc is in general i mean this is also a key factor of why this movie could only be made in live in animation i always want to say live action i'm like no it's, it's animation this is why the movie only works in animation because having all those spider men on screen if we was to see all of them in live action, it would immediately take us out of the movie. And mm-hmm. we would have just been looking for more flaws than anything else. It's kind of one of the reasons why, you know, for us, 
or in our discussions with Little Mermaid, it's like, yeah, some of these things don't really pop off well when they're when they're going from animation to live action. But in this sense, the multiverse aspect, I mean, they had the live action bits and they had the animation bits and they all fit so seamlessly. I mean, again, my theater freaking lost it when, spoilers, when Donald Glover as the Prowler from yeah, another that universe pops in. Amazing. It's like, oh man, you know what? We were, we're probably never gonna get him as the Prowler because freaking, you know, Sony's off doing their own thing with uh, the Tom Holland movies and they throw that little hint of him in there in the suit as well too. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was so freaking brilliant. Yeah, and it was nice to have that be a surprise and not spoiled for me. So that was really yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so used to I, just going and knowing every cool thing that's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and considering the fact that this movie that this movie was screened almost two weeks ago or three weeks ago and none of that stuff ever came out, it's no. Thank you, thank you, Aaron, for not spoiling it. <laughs> yes, thank you for being nice for once. <laughs> oh my God! And what did uh, you guys think, think of Mayday? She was my favorite. Oh, she was cute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, what a <laughs> what a what, what? A It's not like she's in the spot. movie much, but like, she, she's, cute. she's cute. She's cute. She was great. Adorable. She's my favorite. I loved. I loved her little moment at the end where she's like. <laughs> she's this point yeah. right outside and, and oh she pulls man, but yeah. her little spider mask yeah. knitted yeah. Thing. So that was cute and I love how MJ's just so chill with him like taking her places <laughs> <laughs> it's like alright so did you take her out on a dangerous mission no why would I ever do that that's irresponsible <laughs> oh my god but what do we think of like some of like the new spider-man that they introduced like you know you have you know miguel o'hara you've got like punk rock spider-man you've got uh jessica what's what's her last name jessica, jessica drew jessica drew um there's so many like what were some of your favorites that popped up hobie I mean, was my favorite the punk punk oh spider-man so cool. the way they animated him was unbelievable it's perfect which, which a, like, apparently yeah, which apparently the directors have come out and they said it took nearly three years just to animate him by yeah, himself. I, I can understand why. Yeah, and, and he has such a distinctive style that the moment that you see that he leaves his watch for Gwen, you're like, that's Spider-Punk's watch. All right, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, but just the way, like, he was, honestly, he was a worry for me when I first heard that they were going to incorporate him into the movie because reading some of his one shots and stuff like that, it kind of seems very like, you know, like with some of these characters, it sort of seems like very anarchic, but without really understanding what it is. It almost just kind of feels like someone's just trying to write another version of Deadpool, but just in the 60s type of thing. Whereas this movie, I think, did a far superb job of portraying him as an anarchist where he's like, yeah, of course I joined up with you guys. You know, I, I'm not. I'm kind of not feeling this right now. F the establishment. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is perfect. Yeah. I, I, Daniel and I Cole, thought Daniel. It. He he. I I didn't know it was him until till the very end. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I kind of thought I kind of thought it was. Um, oh my goodness, what's his name? I kind of thought it was. Um, not Michael B. Jordan. Oh my goodness, uh, Finn from Star Wars. John, John Boyega? Boyega? Yeah, I, I thought it was John Boyega at first because it sounded familiar. And then mm-hmm. at the very end when the credit popped up, I was like, yes! Oh, my God. Dude, like, me and Jen had the same exact thing. So we were just like, oh, God. But he <laughs> really, really, really nailed that role, I think. Gotcha. And what do we think of uh, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara? Oh, I mean. Liked him. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah liked him. <laughs> Nancy, woman of few words today. Liked him. It's fine. <laughs> All right, <Well>, Drax. <laughs> Well, well, in terms of in terms of establishing him, I don't look at him as an as a villain in this movie. He is definitely an antagonist. He's definitely somebody who has a different goal than Miles. But I will say, with them establishing his backstory, yeah, that was solid. I liked his backstory. One one hundred percent. I understood exactly why he was doing what he did, and this this sort of feels like. His character sort of feels like a parody or like or like a um, not necessarily a parody, but sort of like a a reverse Wanda, if you will, because Wanda's whole thing in Multiverse of Madness was to kill a self that was in another universe, take their spot. And, oh, you know what? Nothing's going to happen. It'll be fine. I'll just fit right in. Whereas in this movie, it sort of just feels like Miguel just saw another universe where he had a kid and he had a family and then he just went, oh, that Miguel died. I'm just going to insert myself in there and take his place. And that's it. Nothing's going to happen. And then you get that horrifying sequence where everyone in his timeline, yeah. his dimension gets blipped out of existence. And it is it's some it's one of those things where like I was like, OK, I hope that I feel for Miguel O'Hara in this movie. And then with that small little backstory, I'm like, yep, I get it. He, he's it, like, like to me, he's definitely not a villain. He's definitely going about it in extreme ways, and he's definitely I going over the top with it. But yeah, I still trust him. Something about is it him. because he's a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he got he, spider fags. Well, when he said he had like the claws, I was like, you don't have webs. Are you really a Spider Man? I don't trust you. I don't trust you. You can't. He's a a genetically evolved Spider-Man. You don't have webs. (laughs) Oh my god! Did you guys? Did you guys catch Andy Samberg? Oh yeah, Uh, um, Scarlet Spider. He, he oh, was yeah, a Spider-Man yeah, yeah. with the, the, very, the very dramatic one, right? The blonde, yeah, yeah. dramatic he's like, one. He's like, I've got you with my muscular grip. Don't even try. <laughs> this is so funny. It's like I recognize his voice immediately. I was like, okay, great. They got him in it. Great. <laughs> I love T-Rex Spider. That was hilarious. That was oh, yeah. funny. Love I love it. the little bit though, where like he's trying to escape and he falls on like that cowboy Spider-Man, but then it like cuts to like Western style animation for like five seconds. I was like, what a yeah. cool fucking thing to do for just five seconds, just to make it feel like a Western draw. <laughs> just yeah. say when. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so perfect. <laughs> oh my cool goodness! Too. But they had like a samurai Spider-Man in there There's somewhere so too. So, so cool. Many. Yeah. Yeah, Very I mean, cool. they had the uh, PlayStation Spider-Man in there. I think they PS4 even had like, Spider-Man. and then and then they had the, the old school, I think, uh, play, video game Spider-Man. It looked like. Yeah, they had the NeverSoft Spider-Man in there, which it's it's hilarious because they animated him exactly how he was. In yeah, the I game. know. I was so in the I was PS1 like, wow. era graphics. Yeah. I know. I was and like, then, oh my god. Yeah, and, and, oh, then, and then even in the background, they had a Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man Unlimited from the animated series from the '90s, and whenever you cut to him. You just saw his frame rate was completely different from everybody else. Like he was much more smoother than than all the other characters. I'm like, that's exactly what he looked like way back when in the day. So kudos to kudos to the animation team for not only switching the art styles between the characters, but also switching the frame rates in between every character as well. Yeah, I mean, I know they did that in the first movie too, so that's cool. Don't forget Mm -hmm. my favorite part when he's like 
go after Spider-Man. And then they do the, like, Yeah, they did the point pointing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're so, like, meta, but, Good like, in job. a great way in the series where, like, they, they, like, kind of just, like, it's, like, fan service, but in the best way where it kind of just feels, yes. like, natural because it feels like part of, like, the world itself, but, like, it just doesn't feel out of place. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel forced. Yeah, which is the, no. ni- which is the nice part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, um, and that's so the funny thing is that we're talking about, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and it doesn't feel... I mean, I know Nancy thought that was a little bit long. Did I, I, I felt it. Length. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, a difference between length and between just all the all these elements don't fit in together. That's what I mean. Like that, like Multiverse Madness was only like an hour and fifty, and it kind of felt overstuffed with so many things. Yeah. Whereas this one just felt like it was just the right amount of stuff. Yeah. If I mean, yeah. it, I don't. It did feel long to me, but you know, I can't point out to anything where I'm. Just like, oh, yeah, they absolutely didn't need to put it in. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few scenes that are like, okay, could maybe been cut down a little bit, but nothing where I'm like, yeah, take it out completely. So, I mean, it's, it's it goes to show how well they did the movie just for me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Two and a half hours is at least long. I would I would say I would say if there if there's a slight knock on it as well too. Again, the length could definitely be one of them in in the sense that some of the action scenes, while they were stunning and gorgeous, they definitely went on for quite a bit. Especially that opening one where they're fighting the vulture from from oh, the Renaissance I love that era. Scene. Oh, that was no, no, so much fun. It's it's great, but like you know, when we're about twenty five minutes in the movie and we haven't even gotten to the titles, that. Uh, it, it, you could trim it just a little bit, just a little bit here and there. And I mean, I didn't feel the length, but it's, it's one of those things where that's a slight knock against the movie for me. But the other knock I will definitely say was the biggest one was the ending or at least where they decided to end the movie. I think I liked it. I actually thought it was a solid cliffhanger. Well, I, I liked no, no, it no. also because they brought back, I mean, obviously we're in spoilers, they brought back all the characters from the previous movie. And yeah, I, I saw like, Noir yeah, Spider-Man and I was like, yeah! Yeah. I saw everyone, I saw like the pig and I was like, please tell me Noir Spider-Man's there. I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, it, it, was like, it, was, it was so weird because when they announced all the cast members that were going to be in this movie, we were like, oh, is the Spider-Noir going to be back? It's like, no. It's like, why? He, I just he hope like that they bring back Cage for part three. That's all I hope. Yeah. Oh, I, hope. oh I, I think I think I think there's no doubt. Um, I mean, if I was a betting man, it, it, it's a no brainer that uh, John Mulaney and Nicolas Cage are going to be back. I hope for this so. One. Yeah. I, I just need Cage back. I need Cage back. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which you know, had they had they put try to do it in this one, you know, I don't think John Mulaney would have been able to do it. So yeah, timing it, timing works out. The, the, yeah. Those characters really kind of didn't fit in, in this movie. I mean, it's that's fine, but you know, maybe they're going to have a much more substantial role in the sequel. But yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, I missed them, but I didn't feel like the movie suffered for it. If that makes any sense. No, yeah, yeah, I didn't feel like it was yeah. like a huge blow. It was just like I just missed No More Spider Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I missed Nick Cage saying these crazy things as his character. <laughs> but but I don't, I don't know what this is. But I'm gonna find out. <laughs> but I'm gonna take it with me. Yeah. <laughs> but but for me, like the ending for me, I'm just. I mean, okay. So just to kind of put it out there, with the finale where it split off, it was one of those things where it was sort of a double-edged sword for me. It was it worked in the sense that 
holy shit, I'm so invested in the story. I want to see what happens in the next one. But it also kind of worked in the opposite way where I was like, it kind of felt like right when we were going to get going, it just ended. But I mean, to, to be completely honest, I, I, I was a little upset when that happened. Um, my entire theater, like when, like when the, yeah, when so, the black so screen went up, they all just went, oh, and I'm like, yeah, like. But see, that's uh, the, that's the effect you want to have, though. They're like, oh yeah. man, <laughs> that's the effect you want. Yeah, but, I feel but like I've, if it would have ended at another time, I more hate when movies end. No, because like, I, I would have right felt that it would have been too. Like, yeah, I feel like it would have been too long if it went past that point in my mind. I was like, I was yeah. like, are we just getting to the climax now? Because that's really fucking long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I honestly hate when movies end, like freaking Lord of the Rings, where like we're just walking now and it's like end. Well, the, like, just I think of freaking like, Deathly Hollows Part One, which is like, oh my god, talk about a Part One. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that it ends on a like. I like that it ends on an exciting note, and the yeah. you know, to me it reminds me of like you know TV shows like freaking Power Rangers and shit where it's like alright now we're gonna go fight the bad guy but tune in next week you know you kind of <laughs> leave off of that you know high point so I, I liked it I feel like they, if they had ended at another point it would have been odd yeah yeah and, and to really go about it like you know I thought about it for a little bit I'm like this first this first half is more of a Gwen story than it is a Miles Morales story when you start off with Gwen and her emotional arc ends at the very end of this movie where, yeah. you know, oh, which we, we didn't even talk about the opening where all of a sudden, you know, she's right there with her father. And then all of a sudden he's like, dad, it's me. You have the right to remain silent. I'm like, oh, like everybody in that theater just gasped. <laughs> we were just like, oh, shit. All right. Well, this this is one way to go for it. And then just to have that moment where she comes back and they finally solve everything. It was it was it, it, it's a great closure for Gwen as a character herself. But but yeah, but I, I, I kind of feel like it took me a little bit of getting used to with the fact that when we got that ending, it was like, oh, I just wanted it to keep going on. It was so painful. And for me, it just kind of uh, coming off of the coming off of the heels of the movie we reviewed last time. Fast X. It ends in the same exact way where it's like, tune in next time. I'm like, oh my God, can we, no, can these filmmakers just. That one was definitely worse. That no, one was like, no, no, right, no, whatever no. it ended. <laughs> no, 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 that, that, that one was worse. But the thing was that, I mean, I'm, I, I just don't like this trend of making the movies two parters. I mean, like you have to really earn them. I think, I think more than anything, I think uh, Spider-Verse definitely earned it a lot better uh, who's who's to say how Dead Reckoning, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is going to end Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But, but I love the fact that with Dead Reckoning, they're making it clear right off the bat with everybody, part one, right there in the title. They're, they're, they're not hiding they're not hiding the But I mean, they didn't hide this two. one. They announced it before like any trailers came out, like this is going to be part one and part two. Like they made that clear. It's, well, I think that, I think what Craig was saying is that they did say it was going to be a two-parter like a while ago, and then like, oh, never mind, it's going to be a one-parter. No, I don't remember that. They decided to make this film the standalone movie, and they decided to make Beyond the Spider-Verse, which was supposed to be the third movie, and they just decided to just make that, oh, you know what, let's just combine elements of this concept that we have for a third film, and we'll combine them with um with this third act of this this um across the spider-verse movie i feel but the weird thing that's been happening is that like no i've been going into like 
Walmarts and Targets and stuff like that and walking past uh, some of the aisles and I see that they have like gigantic across the Spider-Verse stuff, but they make it very clear on the very bottom of all of them is like part one. And it's like, oh, they're trying to make it clear for the kids, I think, that this is okay. a part one. Whereas for the rest of the general audience, I mean, uh, goodness, I mean, it's, it's the sec next weekend is really going to tell whether or not this movie has the legs that it needs to. Because, I mean, we got uh, Rise of the I mean, it is Beast. crushing it. It made like $120 million this weekend. That's wild. It's, it's it's crushing it, and I love the fact that the word of mouth on it is very positive, despite the fact that it ends on a cliffhanger. Whereas Fast X, everybody I know, they were just like, uh, yep, it ends. It, it, it's, it's a part one, and we're left on a cliffhanger and stuff like that. And who knows when we are even going to get that finale as well, because they just announced that um, yeah. uh, Dwayne's going to be getting a movie that's supposed to be in between Fast yeah. X Part 2 and Fast yeah. X 1. Well, and it's, as I said, I think it's a little bit different with the Fast franchise, because there's so many movies already, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it has taken a while to get to this one and then there's those other movies so i think with that their stakes are a little bit different in terms of leaving out a cliffhanger whereas this i feel like they've done such a good job it's more anticipation of like okay cool we're getting another one we know we're getting another one and it is going to be connected somehow so um i think it's i think it'll be okay i think it's okay yeah <laughs> i think i think it's gonna be all right but out of five <laughs> pints guys what are we going to give across the Spider-Verse? Let's start with Nancy. What are, you, what are you giving this one? I will give it... I'll give it 4.5. 4.5. All right. Four and a half pints out of five. Four okay. pints and a shot. Four <laughs> pints and a shot. Okay. There you go. There How you about go. you, Andres? Oh, see, this is another tough one for me because I thought it was perfect all the way up into the ending where they split it, but... Even still, that's a slight knock against it. And with everything going into it and everything that we've talked about, where I think this is an experience you honestly need to see in a theater because it's going to be slightly lost when you see it on home video. It's definitely going to be a great movie, whatever it is. But this is one of those cases where I feel you have to see it in the theater. So I'm going to go the full distance. I'm going to say a five out of five for this. Wow. One even with that gripe. OK, nice. Yeah. Look at that. I am me, also me, me, going me. to go with five out of five. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, I honestly just think it's just like a perfect movie. And like it was one of those rare part ones that didn't bother me that it was a part one where I like I still felt really satisfied, but excited at the same time where like I really want to see what happens next. But I don't feel like I got gypped, which I think is a huge plus for a movie that is a part one. Yeah. Would have been nice to see a trailer for uh, for three, but um, oh, that would have been kind of this. cool if they did like a little sizzle reel of part three. But they're probably like, they're just like, guys, it's going to take us so long to animate it. Just give us a break. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we yeah, were giving you four years. No, actually, when Spider Verse came out, right? Twenty eighteen. We yeah. gave you five years already. We're giving you six. Give us something. <laughs> Even though it's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, speaking of Spider-Man, though, uh, something I'm definitely curious for you guys. What is your favorite and least favorite Spider-Man movie? I, I want to hear them. What, what, what do we got here? First person who's got a couple in mind, go for it. Okay. I would well. say definitely these these are up there. Um, I mean, my least favorite has to be the Garfield ones because I haven't seen them still. So, sorry. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you, you haven't seen them? Mm -mm, oh, so out of the ones you've seen, which is the worst? Oh, man. Um, let's see. Because you never know. You might watch those movies and somehow like them. You don't know. 
Probably not, but, <laughs> but but still, you never know. Sam Raimi Spider-Man three for sure. Okay, not great, not great. Got gotcha. not great. And then what, what would be your favorite? Um, hmm. I think I'll say this one. I really enjoyed okay. this one. Across Spider Verse, taking the title. Uh-huh. All right. But why uh-huh. why is it your favorite though? I'm curious. Just like why is it for you the best Spider-Man movie? I think there was just so much in it. And expanding on, like, what I already knew about Spider-Man, I did enjoy that. I think if anything was to be a close second, it would be No Way Home. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, multiverses. Maybe that's what it is. I think, I think that's becoming clear. <laughs> I like the cameos, you know? Especially seeing Donald Glover. I was like, yes! I love Donald I was like, Glover. like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. How about you, Andres? All right. Well, as far as my favorite out of all the Spider-Man movie, I would have to say I, I got to give it to the original Sam Raimi movie. That movie for me is still wow. magical still to this day. I mean, like everything about it, having read. Uh, right. So the summer before Spider-Man 2 came out, I literally read every single thing from the 60s going forward. I rent, I read the essentials collection over at Barnes & Noble and God, it, it, it was such a magical experience. And then seeing and then reading all those comics and going back and rewatching the first Spider-Man movie and then just being like, yeah, Raimi captured that 60s era of Spider-Man so well. And I thought it was, I thought it was exactly the movie that we needed to get at that point in time. But for me, there's just something really special about that first movie that just no other Spider-Man movie has come close to, or, you know, and again, it's pure nostalgia, but again, it's my list. I can do whatever I want, guys. <laughs> yep. But yeah. um, but the first Spider-Man movie is definitely up there for me. I would say the worst one out of the bunch would be The Amazing Spider-Man 2, only because of the fact that that movie all the way through just feels like studio interference the movie like every single aspect just feels like we are trying to establish this bigger universe we're trying to establish the sinister six we're trying to establish rhino and paul giamatti as the rhino like i mean i mean mean, on paper you're like oh cool and then when you see it you're like that nope nope (laughs) not even that no yeah no and and then it comes off even worse than the movie Brief, I didn't see. God, I mean, I've seen clips. And even I'm glad I they made fun of that. In no way home. It's like I just fought a guy in a rhino costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, no, that's yeah. But there's so many things about it, and I I hate the fact that everybody goes back to when, when they when they mention a positive, they're just like, well, Gwen and Andrew. Um, I mean, uh, what's the name? Uh, Peter and Gwen have the amazing chemistry, and that's what makes the movie for me. Really, just that. Just that is going to make the movie for you. Around, well, their around, relationship like, makes that movie watchable. I'll say that. That and also some of the action sequences look pretty fucking cool. Like just, the, I feel like oh, yeah. I feel like Mark Webb had probably some of the coolest Spider-Man like swinging around sequences yes. by far and away. Like I, by far I, I, will, away. I will say that movie. Uh, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man Two had the bunch. Um, I saw that in 3D as well, but that one I felt like with the opening sequence with the web swinging, I mean, that was the best live action web swinging we ever had in a Spider-Man movie. I mean, yeah. even more so than the Tom Holland movies. Oh, way but, better than the Tom Holland movies. Oh, yeah. What, but but with but honestly, there's just so many aspects about that, that Spider-Man 2 that just make me dislike it in so many capacities. But yeah, that one's probably the weakest one out of the bunch. But I just posted up... On Twitter, because uh, Bite Size Breakdown was asking, what is, what is your ranking? And I literally had them all ranked out before we even did the oh, show. So 
So yes, our number one is Spider-Man. Number two is Spider-Man 2. Number three is No Way Home. Number four is actually Across the Spider-Verse. And then number five is Into the Spider-Verse. Number six is Amazing Spider-Man. Number seven is Homecoming. Number eight is Far From Home. And then number nine is Civil War. And then number three is... Um, I mean, sorry, number 10 is Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> there, there's the dyslexia right there. And then the, in last place at number 11 is Amazing Spider-Man 2. Now, keep in mind, from Civil, from Civil War onwards, I really enjoy the hell out of these movies. It's only when you start getting into Spider-Man 3 that it starts getting to be a movie that I didn't like. And, mm-hmm. all, all the, and again, there's so many movies that, again, putting them in a ranking, it's... It's 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 kind of it's kind of tough because you know more often than not we get good Spider-Man movies as opposed to bad ones. I mean, even yeah. with me rating Homecoming higher than Far From Home, they're still they're still neck and neck with each other. And for me, uh, Hall makes Far From Home for me. So yeah, yeah I I feel like without Mysterio, Far From Home definitely is not great. <laughs> it's it's not it's not it's as fine. watchable. It's definitely yeah. not as watchable. Like when he comes in it's like it's you, the movie needed him and like I thought they nailed Mysterio, like nailed Mysterio. It just it just felt weird to have a Spider-Man movie take place in another country as yeah, opposed that was to a weird. I, I, again, sometimes people might be like, "Oh, so what? You don't want to see Spider-Man travel across the country? Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man." That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, but I feel like we have a lot of similar opinions. I mean, as for worst, I got to go Amazing Spider-Man 2 as well. I mean, like, there are aspects of it that I like. It's just a very frustrating experience to watch because it just su- suffers from, like, the sequel-itis, like, in the worst ways possible, where it tries to be bigger and it tries to include all these different characters. It tries to do too much. It tries to set up this, set up that, include this person. Include- it just it feels so overstuffed and so overdone that it just it's very hard to watch because, like you said, it feels like studio interference the movie. It's like they're more, you know, uh, concerned about setting up... Up, like a Sinister Six movie and this character and this subplot and this, you know, storyline. And it's just, we we just want a good movie. Just give us a good Spider-Man movie. Yet there are aspects of that movie that are good. Like, I love the, you know, Gwen, uh, Peter Parker relationship. Though You know, those two always had great chemistry. They were honestly the best part of those two movies because I felt like they were so good together. And Gwen's death hit like a freaking ton of bricks because Garfield sold the shit out of it. And I still stand by the fact that I think in terms of like actor wise, I still think Andrew Garfield is the best actor to play Spider Man because down. I felt like because I feel like every emotional beat in his movies, you really, really felt it. Like it was so raw and emotional. Even in No Way Home, you know, that yes. moment where he, you know, catches MJ and he realizes this is what I wanted, but in my universe, like that look on his face, I was like, Wow, he's just so good and I just he deserved better. He deserved better. But yeah, <laughs> amazing amazing Spider Man too, definitely the my but, least favorite. Even though it's kind of like a dumb fun watch for me, which is why I still have yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah, I'll, no, I'll throw it on like it's very watchable but like it's not good <laughs> no 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 and, and 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 you know there there's more movies in this list that could you know I, I wouldn't necessarily say any one of these could be a batman robin per se like it's not that level i definitely of feel like amazing spider-man 2 is very close to batman and robin <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's in it's the same ballpark not like yeah. right there but like it's definitely in the same ballpark at least circling the same parking lot you know what I mean? it's, like it's, it's waving yeah batman yeah, yeah. And batman robin. and robin's definitely worse but like it similarly has that like dumb fun watch where like you can make fun of it and still have like a good time watching it despite you knowing it's terrible <laughs> um yeah. but yeah um i would say that's my least favorite and my favorite you know like it's it's just it's weird saying the most recent one but like to my like i've never had you know a spider-man movie that i thought was perfect have a sequel that i felt like was 
just even better since, you know, probably since the original like Spider-Man, those two movies where I felt like Spider-Man 2 was somehow even better than the first Raimi movie because I love those first two films. I think they're fantastic Spider-Man movies. Um, but this one, it just felt like it just it took everything I loved about the original movie, made it even better, made it more emotional, made it even more funny and just made it more visually dazzling. And it's just as someone who loves Spider-Man, it just like it nailed every single thing I wanted. And I just I loved it so much. I mean, it's if it's not better than the original, it's at least right on par with it. And, you know, obviously with secondary viewings, we'll see how it shapes up. But as of now, it just it won me over completely. And I totally think it's great. I mean, for a top five, I'd try to put this one together, I'd probably go across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Uh, into the Spider-Verse. Then I'd go Spider-Man 2. Then I'd probably go the original Spider-Man. Um, then rounding out the top five. That's a tough one. Oh. Who, who would take the number five spot? I guess Homecoming, I guess. Homecoming? Or No Way Home? It's hard because the thing about <laughs> Homecoming, I mean, uh, No Way Home, is that when I watch it, it's like... It's a bumpy ride until they show up. It's just kind of yeah. like it, the movie. It takes a while to find its footing in terms of like setting all the multiverse stuff up and having you know the the Spider Men come in. Like once they show up, the movie fires on all cylinders and it's like just nerdy bliss, and I love it. I think Homecoming just works better as an overall movie where I just feel like it's tighter, it, it's more sure of its footing, and I just feel like it nails kind of like that high school Peter Parker, you know, Spider Man origin story kind of thing, which which I loved. And I just feel like it's like a better film altogether than No Way Home in terms of, you know, just complete satisfaction and like goofy delight. I would say No Way Home. But I think just in terms of like an overall film, I think I put Homecoming just slightly above No Way Home for me. Oh, but, fair enough. Yeah, there you go. So that's my top five. That's our opinions of the Spidey films. Definitely let us know in the comments section below what your rankings are. You can give us your bottom and your top or you can, That did not sound right. <laughs> <laughs> that did not, not sound, that did not sound right. I'm glad oh I caught it, though. Oh, God. You can give us your least favorite and favorite, and, and you can All give right. us a top five if you want. And also let us know what you thought of, um, you know, Across the Spider-Verse, what you thought of the TMNT trailer. Let us know in the comments section below. We always want to know your thoughts. And again, Jindoyan, Khan, Craig, let us know if you've brought up the fact that Across the Spider-Verse was a part one of a part two before and that Nancy just forgot. Let us know. And in the meantime, guys, hope you enjoyed the show. And before we head on out, where can the fine people find you guys on the interwebs? We'll start with Andres. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on Twitch.tv as Galagos209. Um, more recently, we actually are... I don't know if the episode has been out just yet, but... We were just on... Okay, so I'm not going <laughs> to promote that just yet. <laughs> All right, forget right, what okay. I said last. <laughs> forget what I said last. You see like a laser dot on your head. <laughs> 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 so don't take the shot. <laughs> take the bloody shot. Yes. Okay, that's it. No, no other places. Okay, why, do you, it. Why, why do you okay. always forget our podcast? I, don't, I just... I just, just, well, just asking for a friend. <laughs> you just don't He'll care. Let you it's do fine. It. He'll let you do it. You do it. You do it. Uh, all right. What all right. All right, Nancy, where can the people find you? PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, here. And I will respond you to all your comments. So do it. There you go. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. Thank you guys for tuning into a brand new episode of Film on Top. We'll see you in a couple weeks for a brand new episode. And in the meantime, thank you for tuning in to our lovely show because this is Film on Tap and we've got the tap that never runs out. We'll see you next time, guys. Peace. <laughs>